Whether you're new to the podcast or a longtime listener, you should know that I view taking care of your mental and physical well-being as a non-negotiable. It's those very actions of deep self-care that support you each and every day as you grow and scale your business. Because remember, in most cases, you are the business. But too often, your own self-care is the first thing on the chopping block, and this can leave you feeling exhausted and defeated, even if you absolutely love what you're doing. That's why today, we go back to basics with a midwife and business owner who talks about how to build a strong foundation for an even stronger self and business. There's so much wisdom in this episode that gets to the root of how you can truly take care of yourself while you scale and grow. If you're someone who struggles with actually integrating self-care into your life and business instead of just talking about it, this episode is for you. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Denley, the mindset coach that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Kate Andrew. Kate is a midwife with 14 plus years of experience in teaching, providing clinical care, and supporting people on their health journeys. Kate, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> so Kate is one of my favorite people ever. And we actually met at a retreat a while back and Kate is a midwife. So Kate, can you tell me a little bit more about what you do and why you do it? Sure. So I'm a midwife and um, I provide well person care and um, postpartum care and newborn care. And of course, I catch babies. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is the most hilarious expression ever for what it is that you do. And I became a midwife because I I happened to cross paths with a midwife at the very end of my last pregnancy. And I just, I didn't know what I'd been missing until I had it. And it was such a positive experience that it just lit me up. And I was like, I want to do that for other people. That's why I oh, do it. that's amazing. So can you talk to me more about that? Like what kind of experience was it? And what like what exactly like lit you up in that way? The thing that was really different about that midwife, that person, um, was I'd had first of all, I'd had great care for both of my pregnancies. I had really positive experiences with um, all of my care providers and nursing staff and Everybody, I had I had good experiences, um, but this midwife saw me because I had um, an unscheduled visit. I had an issue, um, and so I needed to go in kind of last minute. And she happened to be the person working that day. And the thing that felt really different with her is um, she. It sounds silly because it's so simple, but she looked me right in my face. And she knew my name 
And when I saw her again, she remembered the details of our time together before. And she allowed me just to be who I was. And she allowed me to take my time. And it was just, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but it was, it was just a, an experience of being seen and accepted and supported in the most lovely, easygoing, natural way. That sounds like absolutely incredible. And I think those of us who have kind of unfortunately been on the other side of those kind of, um, you know, health experiences where we don't necessarily feel seen or understood or like anyone is necessarily trying to understand can definitely kind of relate to that and understand why that's so important in building that kind of relationship, especially when you're talking about healthcare and all these like pivotal moments of your life too. And it's like I said, it was something that I didn't even realize I was missing until I received it, if that makes sense. Totally. So you had that experience and then you were like, okay, I'm going to go be a midwife now. (laughs) Yes, I'm going to be a midwife when I grow up. That is what I'm going to (laughs) do. So I set out on, you know, my own path to become a midwife and I love what I do. And I have been so excited every year that I get to do this. Every person that I sit with, every birth I attend, it was what I was meant to do. It's what I'm built to do. And so when you experience getting to do what you're built to do, it's a little bit of a high. That's (laughs) the best way that I can describe it. Um, When something just fits you and you fit it so perfectly. But over the years... I began to grow more and more tired, right? Like more physically tired, more mentally tired, more emotionally tired. And I just kept pushing through that tired. Mm. I just kept pushing through it because I'm so lucky. I get to do this thing that I love. I get to do this thing that I was built to do and that I'm really good at. And I would try little things here and there to try to put a little bit more pep in my step. But I wasn't taking like taking true care of myself. And what happens when we don't take care of ourselves for long enough? We get sick, we get burned out, we get resentful. Um, and I could see that that's where I was headed. And so I had to kind of put myself on my own couch and yeah, and midwife myself a little bit. Like, what are you doing? What do you need? Oh, I'd love to go deeper there. So what, when you say midwife yourself, I know we talked a little bit before the episode started and you said that that was kind of the biggest mindset shift for you. And that was the mindset shift that had made the biggest difference in your own business. But can we talk about what that even means? Because people are probably like, midwife, you're what? <laughs> <laughs> so the word midwife means with woman, right? So at its heart to midwife someone is simply to be with them. Um, It's being a safe place where someone can feel seen and heard and respected. And it also means offering practical support where you can, like sharing your own gifts and your um, sharing out of your own abundance, your talent, skills, time, labor, whatever you have to give. So to do that for yourself, um, it means stopping, (laughs) waking up, um, emptying yourself of all the voices that you've allowed in that tell you who you are and what you need and replacing those voices with your own voice. So getting to know 
who you really are, what you really need, and figuring out how to get it. So that all feels very layered to me. (laughs) It is. It is. (laughs) Because I think sometimes, especially as business owners, you know, we've been going a certain way for so long that one, we don't even realize that we're that exhausted, right? We don't realize we're that tired or that stressed out. And especially, I think, I I think it's really easy to identify these kind of things when when things are wrong, right? When something yeah. needs to be fixed, when you're in a job you don't like or you're not passionate about, or when you're working hours that are just aren't sustainable. Like when something is is like very clearly there and you can point to it and say like, okay, this is a problem and it needs to shift. But I think what's really interesting about what you're talking about and what I've also experienced is it's really difficult to pinpoint that when things are going right, when you're feeling lit up by your work, when you're actually enjoying what you're doing, when you're living into your life's purpose, when all when all of those things are really good, sometimes it's really hard to be like, okay, things are really good, but I'm fucking exhausted. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit more about like some practical actions people can take to midwife themselves. I'm going to start with something that is boring on the surface, but <laughs> it's, it's absolutely crucial, right? So... When you look at whole health, you're looking at um, the physical, the mental, the spiritual, the emotional, and the social, right? Like that's your whole health. Okay. And in order to dive in and start building health for yourself or even maintaining your health, you need to make sure that your basic foundation is strong, which starts, in my opinion, with the physical. So it means eating well. It means making sleep a priority, and it means moving your body. If you don't have those things in place, um, it's really hard to build the other things in. Totally. So yeah, simple, boring. Our grandparents said the same thing, but yeah, eat, sleep, move. The basics. That's okay. <laughs> I was just going to ask him, like, can you repeat them, though? Because they're super important. <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay. So once we've got, like, kind of those basics there and we're like, okay, I've got to eat, sleep, move. How do you – I feel like self-care is such, like, a hot topic these days. Mm-hmm. And – it almost feels like we have to do all the things, right? Like we need to journal, we need to meditate, we should be going to the chiropractor, like you should be like all of these things, right? And it's hard to know like which things we should actually be layering in or how we should be taking care of ourselves or where to even start. Do you have any suggestions for that, for how to kind of take care of ourselves without being overwhelmed by the possibilities? I think so. I think I at least have some ideas of some like uh, lines of thinking people can explore. So if you've got your foundation, right, for your home, you don't live in the foundation. You actually live in the rooms, right? Mm-hmm. Got your living room, a bedroom, a kitchen. Like that's where we do our living. And um, so I look at the other layers of taking care of yourself as rooms on top of that foundation. And you can't be in all of the rooms at once. <laughs> It's not possible. You go into the room as you need to, and you utilize that space as you need to in the way that you need to. 
I hope that people explore the idea of not needing to do all the things all the time. If you've got that strong foundation, the other things are going to kind of ebb and flow a little bit more naturally, I think. Another thing to think about is, um, especially with food, like this conversation comes up a lot with clients who are working to to change the way that they they eat. And it can feel really overwhelming if you have um, a pretty solid way of eating and you want to shift it to a completely different way of eating. That can feel really overwhelming. Um, and so my advice in that scenario is always like, just think about adding in. Think about adding in greens every day and fermented foods every day. And don't worry about getting rid of the stuff that you know isn't good for you right now. Just bring in the good. And the more good that we bring in, the more naturally and organically the things that don't serve us will just kind of fall away on their own. Does that make sense? Yes, I love that so much. And I think that can apply in so many ways. Like not just in eating, but also like when we when we're looking at our businesses as well, and we're looking at like good habits in our businesses and setting up um, systems and processes that support us. I think you know just that mindset shift of adding more of the good things in, and not necessarily having to like change everything or get rid of everything all at once, but just like layering in these new things that are going to support us in different ways can be such a beneficial (laughs) way of looking at it because it kind of allows you to let go of that like stress and overwhelm that can come with and like deprivation even, right? Yeah, absolutely. That can can come with getting rid of these things like all at once because I mean, our brains don't necessarily love change, right? I know that there are like a very few amount of us that are like, oh my God, I love when things change, like keep things new and exciting. But the majority of us, like we don't love change. So the more we can kind of ease into these things and the more that we can focus on like what you're saying, like adding in more of the good things, the more it kind of has a ripple effect. And you notice that you're going to get these other results anyway, even if that's not necessarily where you're placing your focus. Exactly. Oh, love that so much. And then the the other um, just kind of thing to kind of think about um, when, when it feels overwhelming to be adding things in or deciding what you're going to do to start taking care of yourself. The other piece of really good news is that you're, you have your whole life to do this. <laughs> you have your whole entire life, however long or short they may, that may be. You do not have to have all your shit together this week. Like you act, you do not, you do not like you have weeks and months and years as far as you know, right. To learn this and to evolve within your own, within your own life and within your own self. So try to strike that balance of doing the work, like doing the things while also being patient and loving with yourself because you have all the time in your own world to sort it out. Totally. I mean, this is a topic that comes up all the time in my client calls because I think we have this, we have such a sense of urgency sometimes as just like human beings where we like to see instant results, right? We like to know that the work that we're putting in is paying off. And sometimes it can be really hard to, to kind of like 
release that pressure that we put on ourselves and just kind of draw out the timeline. And I find that, you know, as soon as you do that, as soon as you realize like, okay, it doesn't have to happen tomorrow or the next day or even a month from now, right? And when Mm -hmm. you start to really say like, okay, how can I make this like a long-term change? How can I make this more sustainable? And, And that applies to life and business, like whatever changes you're looking to incorporate there. But I would say like when we start drawing out that timeline, things get so much easier because sometimes that that like immense pressure that we put on ourselves can be so detrimental to making any kind of progress. Right. Yeah, exactly. So many of the creatives and entrepreneurs that I talk to on these free calls are used to putting their business first, sometimes at the detriment of their own health. Not only does that make it hard to build a strong, sustainable life and business, but it can leave you feeling stressed and overwhelmed at every turn, unable to see a way out. That's yet another reason I offer these free stress to success coaching calls, because I believe it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. And it all starts with the right mindset. If you're ready to uncover the mindset shift that will make the biggest difference for you so you can start taking the right actions consistently and start saying no to the things that aren't bringing in results, head over to amandadunnelly.com slash free call to book. I do three of these each week, so get over there and book yours today. So I know that you've also talked about in the past, like the role that community plays in our own well-being. Can you talk Mm -hmm. to me a little bit about that? Yes, I can. (laughs) Um, So this is something that um, we're consistently seeing within our practice, um, how in general sense of true community seems to have changed and shifted. Um, We're seeing a lot more uh, like metaphorical privacy fences around people. Okay. And we see a lot of people really kind of doing life on their own. The repercussions of that are huge. We are meant to be in community. This has nothing to do with being an introvert or an extrovert or an ambivert. It has nothing to do with that. Um, but humans are social creatures. So we are, we are not actually designed to do life alone. So a part of, I think I had mentioned earlier, like a part of midwifing yourself actually includes midwifing others, right? So Mm -hmm. you, you really cannot have one without the other because the, the secret sneaky little gift of (laughs) midwifing each other is that it does actually feed you as a person. It does actually contribute to your own health as a human being. And when when we're going through life and trying to do it by ourselves, I can bring this all the way back to me finding myself at kind of a lowish point in my life of feeling really overtaxed and overburdened by this work that I love, right? Mm-hmm. So it also takes a little bit of humility to reach out to another human being and say, I need help. That seems to be something that's really hard for a lot of human beings. Totally. To ask for help and and for lots and lots of different reasons, right? Um, We want to be valued. And in order to be valued, many of us feel like we need to be perfect, whatever that means in our, you know, in our own circles. Um, And so it can be scary and it can be a vulnerable place to reach out and ask for help. But it's crucial that we do. 
And it's crucial that we gift that to others in return. I have a, <clears throat> a good friend who had said to me, Kate, if you promise to always ask when you need help, I promise to always say no when I can't. Okay, so I'll trust you that you're going to ask me for help and you trust me that I'm not going to say yes when it's not really a yes. And will you do the same for me? Oh, that's so incredibly powerful. Like I just got chills when you said that. Not to be cheesy, but it's a it's a complete circle of trust. I trust you and you trust me. Well, it's also this like amazing equal energy Mm -hmm. exchange, right? Because I think sometimes when we're asking for help, it comes with so much baggage and so many stories, right? About like all the things that could happen if we ask for help when we Mm -hmm. need it, right? And the chances are, I mean, like most of the stories we make up in our head, like very few of those are actually true. But what I love about what you're talking about here is that everyone's like standing in 100% integrity, right? So I'm not going to say yes to things I don't actually want to do. And I'm not going to ask for things when I don't like actually need help, right? But when, when those come together and when both people are like, completely honest with themselves about how they can help and what they can do. It's, it's so much more of an even energy exchange and it feels so much better because you don't feel like you're taking advantage of someone or you don't feel like they're going to resent you for it Mm -hmm. later, or you don't feel like, um, you're going to owe them one or, you know, a lot of those other stories that I think can come with asking for help. Yes. I just want to stress the point Uh, that, Every, I truly believe that everyone on planet Earth is here for a reason, that they have unique gifts and talents and abilities and unique and important uh, contributions to make to the world. And that's a huge thought and a huge gift and a huge responsibility, but you cannot do the thing you were designed to do, at least not sustainably, if you are not taking care of yourself and if you are not taking care of each other. So true. And I mean, I've even found that just like just the practice of asking for what I need can has been like so transformative mm-hmm. for me, right? Because I think sometimes like we think we can do it all alone or we would rather do it all yeah. alone, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think with be like with being a strong independent woman, there is kind of this almost implied myth that, you know, that means we we have to do it all and we have to do it all on our own or it's not worth as much. Right. And I think that, I mean, and this, this applies to so many different parts of life. Like, I mean, it applies to, I've asked for what I've needed when I've had like a blog post to write for someone else. And I've asked for an extension because it would mean me like staying up way past my bedtime to get it done on Mm -hmm. time. Right. Or when I asked Brian to help out with the Airbnb, because I have a full plate that day and I'm just not going to get to it. Or when I ask for a friend and I reach out and like really need to talk something through and they're more than willing to listen, like it applies to so many different facets of our life. But it's such an important part of that foundation because you're right. It's, it's like nearly impossible to do it all on our own. Yeah. And we miss out on the full human experience when we close ourselves off like that. 
Yes, totally. So I know you have more more tips up your sleeve here. <laughs> so what else do you have for us? Oh gosh. Um, I feel like I could talk about all of this for days and I'm not exaggerating. (laughs) I guess one final thing that I would encourage people to just kind of chew on and think about and explore is figuring out how to reacquaint yourself with your own intuition. Mm. Also getting comfortable with, with your thoughts and with your feelings. Um, We've got this kind of interesting thing about our culture, at least Uh, the culture that I find myself in of not wanting to be uncomfortable in any way, shape or form. Mm. Discomfort is bad. Being angry is bad. Being sad is bad. Like these are all bad things. I'm jealous of this person. That's bad. Instead of just noticing it, like I, I feel angry. And just sitting with that for a second, just sitting in the truth of I'm having an emotion that. I've been taught is negative and just trying to kind of re reframe the way you look at those quote unquote negative emotions or negative thoughts um, rather than just calling them bad and being upset with yourself for, for that being what pops into your head and just pushing it away. Just experiment a little bit with acknowledging that it exists, acknowledging that it's real, acknowledging that it's true in that moment, allowing it to just kind of be what it is. And then work through it so that those feelings and those thoughts and those emotions don't then just embed themselves in your body because you shove them down. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. Makes so much sense. And I think the important point here is that you're always going to have those negative thoughts, right? Like we can't have the positive without the negative. If we were all walking around like 100% happy all the time, that would just be a baseline, right? Right. Like we wouldn't have the ups and we wouldn't have the downs. So the ups wouldn't feel as good and the down, like it just wouldn't work, right? Right. We'd all be bored to tears. So, (laughs) (laughs) So I think just realizing that it's part of like part of life and it's just like part of the human experience and it doesn't have to be good or bad. I had a friend that we were um, pet sitting for and she came to pick up her pupper yesterday and we had been talking about some family stuff and she texted me later and she's like, I'm sorry if the stuff we were talking about was really sad. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't have to apologize for that. <laughs> like there are parts of life that are just sad and it's okay to feel the feelings and just let them be there, you know? And honestly, like I, at the time I hadn't thought anything of it. I was just like, you know, my heart went out to her obviously, and was happy to talk through those things, but we don't have to necessarily label them or be sorry about them or apologize for them or, you know, try to make it something different than it is. It's okay to just have those feelings. Yes, exactly. So Kate, if our listeners loved what they heard from you today, where can they find you? Well, I mostly hang out on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Min Midwifery, M-N Midwifery. That's probably the easiest way to interact with me. Yes. And I know that you talk all about midwifing yourself over there and you are just full of so much wisdom and so many tips. So I encourage anyone who loved this episode, definitely go check Kate out over there. So Kate, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been so much fun. Thank you, Amanda. I'll talk to you soon.
Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandadunnelycom slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, each month I'll be picking one reviewer to win a vision board design coaching intensive with me so you can create your own definition of success. If you're looking for more support in creating a beautiful, balanced life and thriving, successful business, head over to amandadunnelycom slash free call and book my free Simplifying Success Coaching Call, where I'll help you identify one simple shift you can make to cultivate a success mindset and start seeing results now. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. My guest today is Kate Andrew. Kate is a midwife. See, I always mess up in the beginning. It makes everyone feel so much better.